Good morning and uh, welcome to Race Industry Now, the weekly webinar series from ePortrade presented to you by ARP, Performance Plus Global Logistics, PIC, ShopMonkey, and Fifth Third Bank Motorsports. I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of ePortrade, the global platform for the performance and racing industry. This is episode 332, and we're going to be talking women in motorsport with the topics on driver safety. With me this morning are Judy Keen, the co-founder of ePortrade, and our terrific host, Mr. Brad Gilly. Good morning, Judy. Thank you, Francisque, and thank you, everybody, for joining us this morning. A year ago, we helped launch Lynn St. James and Beth Paredes Women in Motorsports North America. Now, today, we have our first women supplier webinar, both Carrie Racechick and then we have Kelly at uh, Serafina. So this is going to be an exciting one, and it's the first ever with us. So I'm excited to hear how today goes. Brad? Uh, I'm excited as well. Francis, Judy, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate this and uh, absolutely enjoying what we have here in 2023. So uh, we'll see y'all here shortly. And uh, and I know we've got a big one coming up. As Judy and Francis mentioned today, uh, our, our the title of today's webinar, Protecting and Empowering Women Racers, a guide to women's racing safety gear and strategies to support the growing segment by Race Chick. And uh, our two uh, panelists today are going to be Carrie Wilhoff, the CEO of RaceChick.com, and Kelly Franco, the CEO of Serafina Safety Apparel. So uh, I know we're going to have a whole lot to talk about today, which is going to be very, very exciting. And uh, I guess once we get uh, Carrie and Kelly on, uh, which I see them coming on now, we'll get things started, which is really neat. And um, uh, very excited to hear what they have to talk about. So Judy, Francis, thank you so much. Uh, we will see you guys here in just a little bit. And uh, and as we get our panelists on, I uh, want to welcome Carrie and uh, want to welcome Kelly as well. And uh, before we get started here, I know we have a video that we want to start with to sort of kind of set the tone for the presentation that we have here coming up. So if you guys are ready, I guess we'll go ahead and get that rolling. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Very good. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, so a, a nice little preview of, uh, of what you have to offer, which is really cool. Uh, Carrie, let me go ahead and start with you and tell us about Race Chick and how the women's only racing safety company came to be. Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, Race Chick is a women's only racing safety company, and we manufacture SFI rated women's race suits, shoes, gloves, apparel, and pretty much any other item that you could need for the racetrack. And we started in 2016. Um, I realized that there really wasn't a women's fire suit on the market for a beginner just starting out in racing. Uh, I'm a racer myself. And at the time, my husband and I had just transitioned from drag racing and track days into road racing and uh, just started with a new racing series, the Optima series uh, on Map TV, if you've seen that. And I needed a fire suit. And at that point in time, we just weren't sure if we'd like the series or even do more than one event. So I really didn't want to spend a ton of money on a suit that I could potentially only wear once. So um, I went online to try and find a women's suit and quickly found out that there really wasn't anything at that time on the market under the $1,000 mark uh, that had a women's specific fit. 
And uh, there was only even like two women's race suits that even existed at the time. So it just was really weird to me that there wasn't much out there. And I thought, you know, do women not race? Is it weird that I'm doing this? Should I not be doing this? But uh, I really enjoyed it. So I did some research online and went to several Facebook groups and asked other women, um, you know, what they did. And many of them told me that they just got an entry-level men's suit and had them altered. So that's what I did. Um, I was, to be honest, kind of shocked that something at an entry-level price point for women didn't exist. So I decided to start Race Chick. And uh, at that time, I had been working in the fashion industry for about a decade at that point uh, with designers like Calvin Klein and Fendi and I basically combined what I did for a living, which was fashion, uh, with what I really enjoy doing on the weekends, which was racing. So that's how Race Chick was born. And uh, up until now, we've been a direct consumer company, growing very quickly, and have just started a distribution program. So uh, we are actively looking for dealers. So if there's anybody out there watching this, um, if you're interested, shoot me an email at sales at racechick.com. And uh, we love to partner. Right now, we offer an off-the-rack sizing system in two colors in both SFI 1 and SFI 5 for our stock suits, as well as custom suits for those who, you know, maybe have other fitting needs um, or just want something with custom colors, embroideries to their measurements. Um, we carry both one- and two-piece suits as well as separates, and our gloves and shoes are made to coordinate with the suits. We know that when women look good, it makes them feel much more confident on track. And uh, I'll actually tell you a story about that. When I first met my husband, he was like really, really into snowmobiling. And he took me out and I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, but our first Christmas after we were married, he painted my snowmobile black and hot pink and got me the matching bibs and jacket to match. And it just became the coolest thing ever. Um, from then, even till today, you can't keep me off of a snowmobile as long as there's snow on the ground. And I thought, you know, how do I bring that same level of excitement into racing for other women? So here we are. And ultimately, I mean, our goal is to be a one-stop shop for anything a woman needs for race day and to serve women in all levels of racing, from those who are just starting out um, to those who are moving up the ranks. And uh, our race suits, is, it's great. It starts right under the $400 mark and up to $1,000 for a custom SFI 5 suit. And at the end of the day, beyond making things that look good, we want to make sure that women are just as protected on track as the men are. So that really is uh, the basis on why we exist. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Uh, Kelly Franco, you, can you tell us a little bit about Serafina's safety apparel? You know, absolutely. Thank you. Um, interesting uh, enough, we, we um, my family drag races, so from the industry and uh, my background was has always been in healthcare. And uh, I've done from the uh, post-mastectomy side of things, helping cancer survivors uh, find what they need from an undergarment perspective and prosthetic, which then grew into uh, just retail boutiques uh, for helping women find what they needed uh, on the retail side. And it was actually a conversation at PRI with Lincoln Electric um, and people we raced with that didn't realize I had that background and they were you know, just, oh my gosh, could you make flame resistant bras and my husband jumped in right away and he's like absolutely she can so it was you know kind of off and running and trying to figure out okay so I know the design uh piece of it I know the the fit and how, how do I find the fabric and so that's really how everything started uh quickly and we spent some time just really researching what fabric was going to be best so that we offered a true solution that gave 
women time to escape danger uh, rather than um, just some of the other the other fabrics that are more self-extinguishing. So they'll go out after the fire is gone, but we found a true non-igniting option that uh, extends that time uh, to be able to get away from it. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, that is wonderful. Uh, I would love to encourage anyone who's viewing today, if you have a question, uh, feel free to jump in on the chat and ask the question. We'll try and get to as many of them as we can. You know, it's interesting, uh, you know, in, in my whole career in motorsports, I used to sit there and watch, um, whether it be working on the racetrack side or seeing the race teams. At the beginning of the year, everyone gets their new uniforms and their new shirts or whatever, and pretty much there were about four or five boxes, and they were small, medium, large, extra large, 2X, and it didn't matter if you were a man or a woman. Pick from the box whichever one fits you, and I could almost see the look or always see the look, really, um, you know, on a woman's face when all of a sudden they pull out this shirt that's pretty much cut square, which quite honestly, some of those don't even fit men very well either um, and think, you know, this isn't really for me. And over the years, you would see people say, hey, can I get my own shirts and put the logo on it or can I do this? It wasn't like people were necessarily producing things specifically for women. And, and when it comes to safety needs, what safety needs do women have when choosing safety gear and how are they different from men? Sure. I'll start with race suits. Um, generally speaking, there aren't significant differences between men's and women's suits in the terms of their primary function, which is to provide protection to the driver in the event of a fire. Uh, both suits are designed to be flame resistant and ultimately work to fight fire from the outside in. However, say you have two suits with the same SFI rating, most people are gonna tell you that the safest race suit is the one that fits well. So one thing to keep in mind is that men and women are obviously shaped very differently. Um, women's racing suits in particular have specific size and proportion adjustments that cater to the female body, such as a shorter torso length, um, narrower throughout the shoulders, and obviously a smaller waist. And wearing a properly fitting suit um, really helps maximize the safety benefits as well as improve the racer's performance um, by reducing discomfort and even distraction during a race. Uh, even if it is a women's suit, each manufacturer is going to fit a little bit differently. Uh, there's two women's suits on the market that I know of right now that you can definitely tell were taken from a men's pattern, and maybe they made some adjustments to it rather than starting with a women's pattern, which is what we've done. Um, I guess it's fine if you're shaped like a six-foot-tall 12-year-old boy, but uh, most of us, myself included, are a little bit more pear-shaped than that. And, uh, you know, really what we don't like to see is with women especially when they're starting out, like I was guilty of doing, end up buying a men's suit because until now there really wasn't anything out there that was priced at an entry level. And if a female with hips and busts tries to wear a men's suit, you know, there's obviously gonna be places um, where it's gonna be tight, uh, likely throughout the hips and places it's gonna be very loose, uh, usually throughout the neck, uh, the shoulders, the waist. And really that means that there's air pockets inside the suit. Um, you have to remember that oxygen feeds fire and the air pockets themselves um, aren't necessarily bad. And in many suits, they're found between multiple layers of material to provide some thermal protection. Um, I like to think of like a double walled insulated coffee cup, you know, the, the air through that does provide a little bit of protection. Um, but where that problem lies is the pathway to that oxygen. So if you look at a men's suit, you'll see that the neck measurement is going to be much larger than a women's suit. Um, and a woman likely can't get a snug fit um, around that neck, so it's not going to be, you know, really sealed off. Uh, you want the suit to fit properly, and 
have room for under layers, but any pathway of air to the body, like in the neck, like in the cuffs, both, both the, the wrist cuff and the leg cuff, um, it's especially crucial to have a proper fit. Beyond fire protection, uh, you also have to think about the mobility factor. Usually the shoulders in a men's racing suits are you know, much broader than women's shoulders. So the shoulder seam is oftentimes like halfway down uh, the bicep of a woman. So the big problem, it's a big problem because it really limits mobility is you don't have 360 degree you know, movement of the arm. So if you need to get out of the car in a hurry, it can be a huge problem as you're scrambling to get out the window if a door becomes lodged and you, know, you ultimately could be able to um, pull yourself up and out of the car. Another thing to think about is the pant legs uh, being too long. Some women, thankfully, you know, have them altered. I mean, I did that when I had my men's suit altered. Um, but I hear often that women just roll them up. So not only is that added bulk in the pedal area, but you know you have lots of material that can get caught on a gas or a brake pedal when driving, which is a huge risk. Also, you know, say you had to exit the car in a hurry, you definitely don't want that extra material to get caught on something, you know, roll cage or whatever on your way out. And we often spend a lot of time and money searching for the best seats. Uh, getting into the right seating position, adjusting the belts to fit, but that can all be for nothing if we have a race suit that's tight in certain places, cutting off circulation and bulky in others um, under the seat belt. So to sum up your question, Brad, I think you know women really should be in a suit that's made for them and have safety gear that's gender specific, uh, is feeling comfortable behind the wheel, I mean, is, is of the ultimate importance. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's everything you just mentioned there in the fit and just the getting in and out of the race car and the comfort. I mean, I know drivers who don't even have pockets built into their suit because it's hard for them to get the seatbelt adjusted and different things like that. And so many things I would have never even thought of, like neck measurements and all of that. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it, it's the details that matter and especially in safety, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's incredible. It, it's amazing, by the way. I'm looking through the chat right now. There's just a lot of people on there. Um, happy to see both of you here, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, let's see, uh, Rhonda, uh, building an all-women's uh, team for off-road racing. Happy to be here. Some other people who are involved in the same and all of this. This is a lot of fun. And again, if you do have a question for either uh, Carrie or Kelly, uh, just feel free to ask it in the chat. But it's really neat to just see the activity that we have going on right now. Um, base layers. Let's talk about that. You know, we, we don't always see the base layers, but we know, especially in, you know, the last year or so when we've seen fires and race cars and everything, just how much that means as well. Uh, let's talk about fit with the base layers as well. Absolutely. And something I, um, when Carrie mentioned about when women choose to alter men's, uh, racing suits, one of the things I've, um, I've heard often is, you know, they'll take it to a local seamstress and have those adjustments made, which means they're being altered with um, oftentimes non-FR threads. So, you know, if you get caught up in something and the thread's letting loose, uh, you, your protection's quickly going away. So, uh, which takes us into the base layer and having those flame resistant undergarments. So when we, we layer any type of uh, FR protection, then we're adding and contributing to Again, extending that time that we have to get away from that danger. So with the base layer fit, you know, to Carrie's points too, women have curves where men are often straight. We need capacity where men are often um, flat. We need fullness in areas that men are, again, going back to the straight, but, you know, getting that uh, hip and uh, seat area to be able to 
move and bend and not ride down the back um, when you're sitting in the seat. That's very important to keep uh, the comfort level so that you're not feeling like you have to try to yank something up uh, through that race suit, which you know makes access very difficult. So those are some really key things we focus on. And then, um, you know, to that that point of gap, we really want to try. So we're we are your next to skin solution. So as Carrie's saying, coming from the outside in, what we really want to do is <clears throat> it is that last layer <clears throat> that gives you the time to avoid those potential serious burn injuries. Um, so we wanna make sure it is snug against the skin. We wanna make sure that it, there's not uh, bulking. So uh, for example, like men's bottoms will have components to them that women don't need. So if they have, a, you know, the waist is too big, they're too long in the leg, those are all things that cause it to bulk up underneath. And then it's really not doing the job it's meant to do, which is to stay next to the skin and keep anything from being able to access direct contact. And um, whenever there's you know fire and heat, find a way very quickly to get to any exposed area. And that's what we're really trying to avoid by getting that fit correct um, with the base layer. And what we've done is um, through our SFI certified products is created what we call a total body protection system. So. Again, outside in, we have the bottoms, we have the long sleeves that has the high neck, so it's um, coming up under you know, anything that you're wearing on top on your head and covering to make sure that that entire area is covered, as well as then going one layer even further uh, to the skin with the bras and the, the undergarments so that there really is a total body protection system uh, to keep everything covered as much as we can. So, you know, in racing, it's not a time that we want to be exposing anything. Um, we, we definitely want to keep everything covered up so that everything looks the same as it did when we got dressed that day. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the comments uh, from the chat says, it's always been hard to get a suit to fit super well, even with some companies' custom suits. It seems like they take our measurements and somehow just make alterations to men's numbers to keep it fast in production. So happy to see, in all caps, real women's suits by a woman and you know what both of you have with racechick.com and seraphina safety apparel it's great to see how well they complement each other too and i think that's really important to remember that you know we see the suit on the outside but just what you have underneath and how you guys have really worked together and, and been able to do that to get the the full product mm -hmm. for for women racers yeah, I mean i think we all talk about sfi ratings but i don't know that racers you know only you know really know that much about them um, we actually just put out a blog post a couple of weeks ago addressing this, which you can check out on our website. But uh, I think a lot of people often under overestimate the burn time that their safety equipment gets them. Uh, for example, the SFI minimum burn time for um, you know getting an SFI one suit certified is just about at a three second mark. So though that probably feels like an eternity in the event that you're on fire, um, ultimately it's really not a lot of time. I will say that many companies, ours included, We'll test at a longer time period than that, but I certainly don't know to be able to say that for all the companies out there. Um, but for comparison's sake, an SFI 5 certified suit has to have a minimum burn time of 10 seconds. So it's definitely worth the extra money to invest for, you know, three times as much protection. Um, Kelly, I mean, mm -hmm. I think I think it's a great um, a great compliment to, to to our products as well. Right, right. You know, and Carrie and I um, <clears throat> have worked together 
quite a bit uh, for a, a couple couple years now, but um, it, it definitely complements and works together. And there are times that we will, you know, reach out and say, you know, what do you think the best option would be uh, in, in this particular situation? Because when you look at um, just traditional undergarments and how quickly it'll burn, if you expose something to three seconds, in fact, I have, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. We did just our own backyard burning and exposed, um, you know, they'll, they'll say wear cotton because cotton doesn't melt. Um, however, it does disintegrate very quickly. Um, and so this, this is the remnants after a three second burn of a 90% cotton bra, which there's really no 100% cotton bra, uh, maybe in the training bra world, uh, if you get a little Hanes cover up, but um, in the world of bras, this is this was three seconds. And it's actually the second one because the first one, I didn't have a good option for putting it out. So it just disintegrated. I couldn't get it to stop burning, uh, to have any remnants to show. And then you know, another thing, you get warm under the suits. So a lot of times people will want to wear like a Under Armour type fabric. So um, this, I don't think you can see, this is a melted blob that was an Under Armour uh, piece of fabric that we did um, that didn't even make it to the fire. It was dripping and melting just from the heat. So when you want to be cool and dry under your suit, the nice thing is with the Serafina product, that fabric that we have, offers those same athletic performance uh, capacities. So it's moisture wicking, it's odor resistant, it's lightweight and breathable, um, which it just makes you feel comfort more comfortable when you have that suit on. But I mean, when we, I, I flew this or flung it a little bit to get it off of the stick and it literally just shriveled up like a snake uh, into a ball of plastic grabbing grass along the way, which indicates really what it would do on your skin too. It, it's just going to crumple up into the body that's uh, gonna need scrubbed out at a burn center uh, at some point. So it, it's really, really important to understand the functionality of what it is that you're wearing um, under your suit as well as in the suit that you're purchasing, like Carrie said. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, I don't think, and I've heard the cotton thing for years, um, which is true, but how many things are truly 100% cotton? You mentioned like 90% cotton, but is that other 10%, you know, a polyester, which is going to melt to you or a lycra or something like that, that's not going to be the same. And, and also when we're talking about women's products, uh, you know, I mean, obviously with sports bras and different things like that, um, you know, conventional women's undergarments also have wires and different things in mm -hmm. them as well. You know, how important that is to make sure that that's not what you have in a situation you could possibly burn. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Well, what can tracks and retailers and the industry and racing series do to increase women's participation and, and why should they? Yeah, I know, you know, a lot of us in this industry are kind of wondering about the future as we see racetracks getting shut down. Uh, EPA regulations are taking away our options for vehicles and I think we're seeing fewer fans in the seats at racetracks around the country. Um, I think it's important to know that a recent study um, conducted by uh, the St. James Foundation and the University of Indianapolis, 74% of males polled said that women bring out fans in racing. And 87% felt that women racers inspire young females to get involved in racing. Um, I know this from my own personal experience. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had a girl dad, you know, come up to me at the end of the race and 
thank me for being there and showing, you know, those daughters that, you know, girls can do this too. And I think it shows young women that there's a place for them. You know, there's an old saying, uh, guys show up, uh, women need to be invited. And I think it's incredibly important for tracks and sanctioning bodies to keep in mind in order to foster female participation in our industry as a whole. Um, you know, we have a super engaged Facebook group and I posed this question last week, you know, how do we get and keep more women in racing? And I, of course, heard the word sponsorship mentioned a few times, uh, but the resounding common thread was having a place for them and just really letting them be seen by other women. I think it can be really intimidating for a woman who's just starting out in racing, especially for those who maybe, you know, didn't do this throughout their childhood and teenage years. One way for sanctioning bodies to do this is to have um, a women's class or a women's division. It's not a new idea. Um, there's been a lot of debate whether or not to have women's classes. And, you know, though I maybe personally have always preferred to be racing against everyone, I think it's a really great option for the women who, you know, maybe just getting involved is they might feel a little bit more comfortable racing against the other women. One of the sanctioning bodies that I think is doing a really good job of this is the SCCA. Um, we're a partner of theirs. And I have to tell you, in calls with them, they really are focusing on getting more women involved and making sure that they're supported throughout the way. And, uh, you know, they know ultimately they could potentially double their membership if the guys ha have raced with them, start bringing their spouses or their daughters. You know, that's a great way to grow membership and event participation. In addition, they're actively trying to get women to be seen within the organization in the form of their people, um, driving coaches at their track night in America program. And, you know, they even had us do some safety videos for them for people to watch ahead of their event. There's a really great emphasis on getting women involved and supported with their women on track initiative. Um, it's a Facebook group. So if you're not in there, FYI. Um, and I think that they're doing a fantastic job. Women with, or sorry, women, women in wheels. I always get that mixed up with women with wheels. Uh, but Women in Wheels is another organization that we sponsor that offers a women's drag racing class for some of the streetcar takeover events. I see the photos from these events. And let me tell you, those girls are having an absolute blast. And, you know, it looks like they're building relationships there that ensure that they keep coming back again and again agree with it or not, but I think it's great for all the racetracks, bands, uh, and companies out there if they haven't thought about that already. And speaking specifically to the industry, um, statistically, women make or influence 80% of all purchasing decisions. I'm going to make a point from my own personal experience, and I'm not going to say that this is true of everyone, but you know, my husband and I have been all over the country racing in several different racing series over the last two decades. And I guarantee you that if I, as his spouse, was not 100% in, there is no way that we would still be doing this to the extent that we have um, mm -hmm. or spending as much money as we have on cars and parts, tires, brakes, travel throughout the years. Uh, we all know that racing as a commitment can be incredibly expensive. So I think in order to continue to see this industry flourish, we need more women introduced to it um, in order to support the aftermarket industry and racetracks around the country. You know, we are fortunate to have some of the most loyal customers in the industry who have a love for it, just like any of the guys out there. When you have a group of people who feel like an anomaly and, you know, aren't used to being marketed to, and then you build a company that not only serves them, but only to them, you know, they're as loyal as the day is long. A lot of the big companies out there might take a page from that and realize that, you know, there's a lot of potential for all of us to support this growing segment of racers. But 
you know, the bottom line is the more competition, the more fans and the more support that women provide to men that are doing this. I mean, I think is going to be good for everybody. I agree. Kelly, do you have anything that you wanted to add to that maybe? You know, I do. Um, I think along with, with um, Carrie's perspective, you know, is just getting access to the gear, because as she mentioned, having the right gear, it makes you feel included. Knowing where to find the right gear is empowering for, for women to be able to participate. It builds their confidence in, in what they're doing. They feel welcomed into the community. I know I've hung out in Carrie's booth a couple times at PRI. And the one thing I told her, I said, I just love when women, because we were on a corner the one with the one year and they, they come around and they look and when they saw something just for women, their eyes light up. It was like instant connection and conversation. And what do I need? You know, even beyond the suit, just conversation about racing, supporting each other in, you know, yes, you can do this. Yes, you can get involved. Here's some additional resources and just seeing that there is inclusive sizing as well. You know, it isn't a, to your, your comment, even Brad, it's not the four box check. It's let's get your measurements and it's going to fit you. Um, if you need it in the bust, if you need it in the hips, if you need it wherever, the fullness in the leg, it's going to fit you so you're not restricted in what you're doing and you can have the best racing experience possible. Um, and then to Carrie's comment earlier in the beginning too about getting dealers, you know, um, I keep saying I want to uh, start a, comp a campaign and say, you know, can you see me now? Because there's still the overlying or overview of not that many women when really every day there's more and more women there's more women development groups more young girl development groups trying to get you know um, to attract the women racer but having access so that people know where to find these products um, it takes dealers and it takes a distribution network um, because going one-to-one -one through an e-commerce or you know even going to the trade show once a year. Um, EPAR e trade is fantastic because it's out there all the time. You know, people can reach out and find it, but how do we get to the individual racer and um, increase their access and their awareness? And that's, um, I think what's really good because I keep saying, you know, my thing is, is we've got a fantastic product. It doesn't do any good if it's sitting on a shelf, it's not protecting anyone. So how do I get people to understand, you know, that we're here, and that we're wanting to support and, and create anything that uh, can serve the racer better. Yeah, very well said. Uh, again, if you have a question, feel free to type it into the chat. I know it's been really active with a lot of great comments, which is just wonderful and uh, really enjoy that. But uh, if you have a question, you're more than welcome to type it in. You know, it's interesting, Carrie and Kelly, like just really here over the last three weeks, I was at Circuit of the Americas a couple of weeks ago for the NASCAR weekend. I was at Texas last weekend for the IndyCar race. I'll be at Bristol Dirt this weekend and walking around in the pit area and in the garage, the amount of women racers. And when I say racers, these are crew members, these are team members, these are engineers, these are people, you know, tire specialists, pit crews, whatever it might be. There are plenty of women who are working at the racetrack week in and week out. Uh, and I know you talk about getting dealers and different things like that. If I own a race team and I'm having to outfit my entire team and it's made up of both men and women, and maybe I'm getting my men's apparel or all of my apparel right here, but I realize that uh, there is a, a good portion of my team um, that is going to have different needs. Uh, can I come to both of you and can I say, hey, look, this is what we're doing, but I want to do something more specific for the female members of my crew. 
Absolutely. In fact, one of the things that we're going to be working on this year is actually um, doing something similar to that, where we're going to go after the race schools and um, give them an option of, you know, we we do custom suits now. So rather than do one-offs, I mean, it kind of makes sense to, you know, have something that's maybe a little bit more uniform and have their logo on it and done in our sizes or even custom suits, their sizes. But I mean, it's a good advertisement for them as well. So yeah, I mean, whether it be a race team or whether it be, um, you know, a driving school or what have you, we are, you know, more than happy to take on um, projects like that, of course. Yeah, that's wonderful. How about the future uh, for Race Chick and Serafina Safety Apparel and really for all women in motorsports? What does that look like in your opinion? Yeah, so I think um, it's nothing but up from here. Um, you know, I've seen over the years a huge growth in the women in motorsports over the time, you know, that I've been racing. And with women racers being seen within the higher ranks of motorsports, I think really that's only going to foster more participation at the grassroots level. Um, I look forward to the day when, you know, there isn't someone who everyone refers to as, you know, the girl racer. Um, and I think it's becoming more and more normalized for women to, you know, be competitive against the guys. And, you know, we have a lot more allies than we ever have right now with entities like, you know, uh, Judy mentioned earlier, Women in Motorsports North America and Shift Up Now, who are very focused on getting women, you know, in the higher levels, um, sponsorship and support. So I like to think that we all support each other and the women that we are seeing beginning at the grassroots level have less of a challenge in making their way up than they have in past years. And uh, all of that requires companies in the industry to support them at the beginning and really all the way up. Um, we absolutely love that we're able to do that. And, you know, we've been able to foster a great community of like-minded women who get we get to chat with on a daily basis and we get to take part in having those hard conversations. Um, as a company, as we mentioned, I mean, we're growing rapidly and we're looking forward to growing our dealer network to have these race products for women to be able to try on at racetracks and other dealers um, around the country. I mean, you know, we love to shop. I mean, well, at least I do. I won't speak on for all of us, but, uh, you know, there really isn't that much of a selection if, you know, I mean, I, I've talked to dealers and they say, okay, well, we've got one women's suit. And I ask them, well, how many guy suits do you have? You know, we like options. And the two, you know, a couple of manufacturers, they're just, they're not going to fit the same. So, and everybody's body type is a little bit different. So um, I think by having that selection in, in the distribution network, I think, you know, it'll be great for women to be able to try those on. Um, we're also going to have our new Allure suits that are launching later this year, a new suit design. Um, and we plan to offer plus sizes with that as well as kids sizes. So for some of those junior dragster drivers, uh, we hear you, we see you, um, and and uh, we'll hope to have something for you. And um, beyond that, uh, maybe an SFI 15 or 20 offering as well. So um, very exciting things uh, in the future for us. Wow, Kelly, what does the future look like for you? Well, uh, you know, the communities are growing, the, the programs are growing, and, and women are, are becoming more vocal and they're showing up. And what I enjoy is the feedback that we receive on how the products fit, feel, the comfort, and then where do we go? So when they they say, you know, um, I could really use something like this, or could we add that? Uh, you know, it makes it great for us because we like to think that we, we know everything that somebody needs, but until we get that feedback and know how that fit is on a, a real body, uh, you know, other than our test models and things, 
it, it just gives us an opportunity to keep developing and keep coming up with better and better products. And to that point, you know, one of the things that we're we're working on in a design format right now is even just the the um, what we'll call a gusset in the crotch, so that you know, giving the opportunity to maybe not have to get completely um, undressed to to be able to to do that quick pit stop and and get back on you know on to what you're doing. So just at design elements like that, when we hear from the field what um, how things are working and what could be better, it gives us an opportunity to improve and and continue to be able to serve the racer. Um, it, it, Carrie mentioned at uh, Women in Motorsports at the conference in October um, on a panel discussion, we were talking about some different things, but then the comment got made up about how you see you know women with their ponytails and things out of their helmets. So what can we do? So even hair wraps and things like that, anything that we can create that maybe gives a stylish option of being uh, protected so that you don't lose your hair along the way. Uh, you know, anything we can do to, to fill a need uh, is really what we're excited about moving forward. Yeah, I love that. Um, Carrie, we do have a question. Uh, I, this should be for you. How long does it take to make a custom suit? Yeah, so officially, uh, we quote a six to eight week uh, turnaround time for that. But Unofficially, they've been coming in around the five-week mark lately, so it's been good. That is really good. I am curious, and I was thinking this earlier when you were talking about custom suits and just the different, you know, needs and the fitment for women versus men and everything. Um, you know, if we go to any manufacturer, we can see, you know, measure this, measure this, write down all of your measurements and all of that. Are there any different measurements for women when it comes to making a suit than what we would typically see? Uh, yeah, I mean, as mentioned before, the the shoulders, um, you know, those are definitely narrower, that neck cuff, just to make sure that you've got a seal. Um, that's really, really important. Um, even the inseams, that's that's going to be totally different. Men's, as Kelly had talked about before, have some excess material in like, I call it the crotch panel. And it was funny, our first prototypes that we were doing um, back in 2016, you know, the first thing I get in and I'm like, what in the world is this? Like, we don't, you don't need this extra material just kind of hung down and you know so there's a lot of different uh measurements that that are going to be you know a lot a lot different yeah like do you do you see anything in that you know if you, you know you measure your arms you measure your shoulders in this that that you know maybe some manufacturers aren't putting in measurements that would be specific to women if that makes sense yeah i think a lot of these companies you know they have factories that are just used to making these for guys and so being that we are just a women's only company you know they know for example um in our two-piece suits that a lot of the drag racers wear you know originally when we would get our first prototypes in that cut was still straight down because you need to have those two layers of material um you know, intersect with one another just to provide, you know, a, a decent seal. And so what was happening was when women would sit down in the car, they'd end up having to roll down the bottom of that because it couldn't fit over their hips. So, you know, obviously our factory knows who it is that we're manufacturing for. So we've, you know, I've tested these products at every race. I mean, for many years, I think we had, I think maybe 11 prototypes before we first put out our, our first set of suits that you know, we had to go through and really get hands on with our factory and make sure that, you know, these things are addressed and they understand what we're doing and uh, and they love working with us now. It was kind of a challenge for them at first and, you know, we worked it out and it's it's been good ever since. So 
That's great. <laughs> Kelly, I think you really uh, uh, struck a chord with uh, someone. Hair wraps, yes, with my glasses <laughs> and hair and balaclava. It's so hard to get it all in. And not that long hair is exclusive to women. It's obviously just more common. And I've always wondered to myself as well, you know, I mean, there's a lot to tuck in there, how you make sure you get everything to fit right and that there are the right products, you know, sized right, fitted right to be able to do that. Right. Right. You know, and and that's part of our with the design is it's trying to figure out what all does it need to cover and what is it going to be working with? Um, because there are some of those elements already there. So um, it, it's been that, that's been a fun task. I, I'm happy because I have a couple interns from Kent State University. They have a school of fashion design. So I get to pose these uh, challenges to them and see what these young creative minds come up with. Um, and, and they they have produced some really good options. So I'm hoping to be able to, to release those uh, in the near future. Hopefully, you know, by we're getting close to racing season. So I'd like to be able to have it available for this season for sure. Oh, that's great. Um, Carrie, uh, you talked about drivers. What about pit crews? I know you offer a variety of uh, different types of racing suits as well at racechick.com. Yeah, we do. We have uh, separates that you can buy or we've got the two-piece suits. Um, a lot of people don't like the extra layers and like a one-piece suit. But yeah, I mean, ultimately the pit crew has a lot of the same challenges that a driver has. So if you have excess material or somewhere where it's not fitting right and it's hard to, you know, get down low and get up and be maneuverable um, and kind of nimble, that's that's a huge problem. Um, the other thing really is just having all that excess material that can, you know, be a total safety hazard and get caught on something or, you know, just get ripped, right? And then you're far less protective. You don't have time to replace that driving suit or that pit crew suit between the next race. So it's uh it's not just for the drivers really you're you're absolutely on the mark there it's it's pit crew it's you know officials it's race crew all of that stuff mm -hmm. and, and i know even you know looking at the website and everything too you offer shoes you offer gloves i mean uh, you know just all kinds of different things that would uh would make sense to be more specific to to different genders right yeah, that's um, another place where you know we're going to be shaped differently than the guys are um our hands and feet so as we, you know, we tend to be a little bit less wide than the guys and our fingers are a little bit longer proportionally. So gloves and shoes are definitely other products to think about too. Um, us road racers who have to heel toe often are definitely going to appreciate a shoe that's gonna be less wide as it feels, you know, a lot more nimble in, in the pedal box. So our shoes have a really nice um, thin sole, great pedal feel, um, but it is made for a woman's foot, not a men's, so. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of things for both of you before we close here. Um, you have racechick.com, Serafina Safety Apparel. You've talked about dealers and distributors and all of that. So if people want to get in touch with both of you for either just making personal purchases or maybe I've got a race shop or I'm running a race team or whatever, and, uh, and I want to talk about maybe dealers and distribution, how can I do that? Uh, on our website at racechick.com, uh, we have a thing on, I think it's on the About Us menu that says Become a Dealer. Um, or you can just send me an email at sales at racechick.com and uh, we will absolutely send you over our dealer catalog and pricing and all of that fun stuff. Now, Kelly, how about you for uh, Serafina Safety Apparel? Sure. The website is just serafinasafety.com or shoot me an email at kelly at serafina.com and that is K-E-L-L-Y. Um, and we do have a dealer. It's in the footer. It's a uh, dealer interest tab that they can click. 
um, or just send over an email and let me know you saw the webcast and are interested in, in more information. Uh, this is wonderful. I really enjoyed talking to both of you here today, and I've especially enjoyed watching the chat and the enthusiasm. I think for a lot of people, it's like, yes, finally, um, you know, something like this. But between both of you, just to be able to offer a full line and a full complement of safety apparel from everything underneath to everything on the outside, this has just been so much fun. And I look forward to doing this again at some point with you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. It's been great. Well, thank, thank you very much, Kelly. Thank you very much, Carrie. It was a great pleasure to have you on. Great webinar. It has been recorded. It will be posted later on the ePortrait platform. We also pushed uh, Carrie's Race Chicks products back on the homepage of the ePortrait platform. So please take advantage of it. Go on there, log in and connect with her and as well as Kelly. Uh, we will be back live again next week uh, with uh, Eccentric Innovation. And we're going to be talking engine performance on uh, tunable port airflow control so thank you very much for being with us let's go racing ePartrade is a digital platform that we've created basically to make life easier in the business community of auto racing ePartrade there is no e-commerce it's literally a connection just like at a trade show so now any time of the year a buyer could reach out to a supplier when you see a product that you're interested in all you need to do is click on the request more information and then from there it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. ePartrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. Land speed record holder George Poteet's speed demon rocketed 481 miles per hour at the Bonneville Salt Flats. You don't go that fast without ARP fasteners. There is no way that we could go the speed that we've gone, the number of times we've gone, with a lesser quality bolt than ARP supplies to us. And we absolutely wouldn't be where we were today if it weren't for ARP. When failure is not an option, it's ARP-Bolts.com. We're Performance Plus Global Logistics. Our team of dedicated performance industry and logistics experts get valuable cars and components to the track on time in top condition. We provide expedited logistics solutions for the performance industry using direct routes instead of deferred options and communicate all necessary information to the appropriate resources to meet regulations and ensure a smooth transit and secure delivery, both domestically and internationally. And we exceed customer expectations by providing best-in-class service with an efficient and cost-effective system in place. Contact us today to book your next shipment. You work as hard as your truck, and you have no time for downtime. That's why more truck owners trust Blue Def, America's number one diesel exhaust fluid brand. Each batch is guaranteed pure, so you can avoid costly repairs caused by inferior DEF. Demand America's best for your truck. Blue Def at Blue Def Platinum. Put trust in your truck. My name is Chad Sisson. I'm one of the owners of Electrified Garage. So the ShopMonkey software is great since we have the multiple locations. We can dive into each other's location and help out with appointment taking, inventory, customer communication. I can jump in to Florida and help out and make an appointment down there and vice versa. They can make appointments down there for us up here. And then by using our inventory, they can see if we have the parts and they can get the parts ordered before the customer even comes up here. Yeah.